Coming at you from the Lone Star State, a pop culture podcast about movies, TV, toys, and other dorky things with a twist of real life dad stuff too. So here he is, Lucky the Dork Dad. This is the Dork Dad Podcast. What's up, dorks? This is Lucky the Dork Dad coming at you with another episode of the Dork Dad Podcast. And today is Tuesday morning on October 21st. Yes, I am recording in the morning because I just got off of work again. I am still working nights this week. But I'll be back on days next week. So, again, I want to welcome any new listeners coming by the way of the RLU. And if you don't know the show, um, I'd like to talk about um, pop culture stuff, dork news is what I call it. Um, I like to get into some dork dad questions, which uh, every week I'll ask you guys questions and I'll ask for you guys feedback and I'll 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 read your comments on the show. Um, I also get into dad stuff, what I'm doing with my kids, and sometimes I'll get into a little what you're watching, which is like what shows, what programs I'm watching or the kids are watching, and let you know what I think about it. So this week, I will be getting into some Batman news. Uh, some Star Wars Episode Nine trailer. What? Uh, we're gonna rock out with the latest feedback from the Dork Dad questions. And the concert me and my oldest son went to this past week. And then we'll probably get into a little What You Watching and a badass Regina King. But before we get started, I have to do my part in supporting the network, so take a listen to this. Oh hey, it's your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man here. When I'm swinging through the city, I like to listen to the Geek Out Show podcast. It's great. They talk about comics, collectibles, anime, video games, you name it. So take my word for it and check them out anywhere you can listen to podcasts. And on rawlivepod.com. Oh, gotta go. Looks like Doc Ock is causing some trouble. Yes, and the Geek Out Show you can find on the Raw Live Unedited podcasting network and talking to gil um you might hear me on one of their upcoming shows so be on the lookout for that so how do i normally start off the show i like to talk about the weekend box office numbers that these numbers are according to boxofficemojo.com for the week, this past weekend, October 18th through the 20th, coming in at number three is Zombieland 2 Double Tap with 26.8 million bucks. Dropping one spot is Joker coming in at 29 million. And the new number one for this week is Maleficent. Mistress of Evil with a 36.9 million bucks over the weekend. You know, I gotta say, I probably record in 
the worst room in my house. I'm re I record in my uh, little study area up in the front of my house where I have a big ass window and glass double doors, which you can hear everything that's going on. And we live pretty close to an Air Force base, so like you hear planes going by too. This is a little annoying when I'm trying to record and there's always more noise during the day, of course. So, if you hear background noise, that's what it is. Plus, today's garbage day. You'll probably hear the garbage truck pretty soon, too. But anyways, let's move on to some, some dork news here. Alright, let's start with some Batman news. So, the rumored Jonah Hill is supposedly out of the running for Riddler. In the new uh, Matt Reeves Batman movie. There is rumors. Saying that he wanted too much money. So they said sorry buddy you are out. And they have decided to cast a Paul Dano. Now this guy has been in a lot of things. He's one of those guys where you recognize his face but you don't quite remember exactly what he's in he's been in a lot of stuff he's been in little miss sunshine he's been in the girl next door let's see what else he's been in there will be blood just a whole handful of um of smaller roles 12 years a slave um but so that is our new Riddler. Um, from what I remember of him, he seems pretty legit. Um, so I guess this is going to be his one big breakout role, if you will. And to be honest, I'm kind of glad they didn't go with the Jonah Hill. I, I'm scared of any comedian coming in as one of these roles because of I really like the darker tone that we got from Joker and I hope that they learn from that and try to go with the more serious and less jokey um, type of movie for Batman but we'll just see I mean in the Patman as uh, the RLU has coined uh, the Patman Robert Pattinson says that his Batman is not a hero so what does that mean for us, right? Um, I Hopefully it's what I, I think it means. You know, we're going to get a more uh, serious uh, Batman. More back to the old school, old school roots of him being a detective. And him not really look, seeking out to be a hero. He's just trying to find himself if you will because just as joker batman's a broken man too i mean he's an orphan and he's just he he's trying to find himself too so i'm i'm really excited for the the pat man and what we announced last week uh zoe kravitz being catwoman that one i'm still not too sure about but i'm i'm good with the pat man and i am I'm definitely good with this Paul Dano as the Riddler. 
Um, speaking of Batman, I have been really into um, the Curse of the White Knight. Now, I'm not, um, I mentioned it before, I'm not like a really big comic head. I'm a fan of comics. Um, I usually collect for the, the covers, the artwork. I usually like what I pick out what I like to see. Um, but here recently, I've been actually going back and actually reading uh, different storylines. Of course, The Dark Knight Returns, which is my favorite right now. Also, Long Halloween. Um, and right now, I just finished The White Knight. And currently, um, I think we're on the third book now for The Curse of the White Knight. Um, which maybe I'll save if I go on the Geek Out show. I know, I know they like to talk about comics, so I'll save that for that show. So be on the lookout for that. My comments on The Curse of the White Knight. Um, sticking with the DC Universe, right? Batman... Not Batman. Joker is looking to be the highest grossing R-rated movie ever. So that's pretty awesome in itself and kind of surprising. Um, I guess I just didn't think of the ratings as far as big movies and high grossing movies. Um, but yeah, Joker... Is set out to be the highest grossing R-rated movie. Um, speaking of that. So there are. Um, of course rumors. If this was supposed to be a standalone movie. Right. Um, but of course. Because of how well it's doing. Is it possible to bring in. This Joker universe. I mentioned I liked it too. I like. I hope they bring that into the Batman. But do do we really want a new universe? And some of the word around the webs is um, is that they should probably try to do some kind of anthology um, with this so-called universe. So not necessarily having Batman and Joker. Because let's face it. Joker. Todd Phillips Joker is is way older, right? Joaquin Phoenix is way older than Batman from what we see in the Joker. So it kind of wouldn't really make sense to have an old ass Joker with Batman. So. Uh, and we know that there are many Joker stories out there. So maybe this, he is just maybe one version of Joker. But the idea of an anthology is keeping the same universe, but the movies are not really uh, sequels, if you will. Um, so we're set in the same area. But let's say we have a, this movie, the next movie, right, is uh, The Batman. And maybe... It can be the same setting, but maybe they just kind of reference uh, Arthur Fleck, you know, not really have him in the movie, but they just kind of reference him. And maybe they do that with other characters, right? Um, I wouldn't be opposed to other standalone movies about other 
villains or other characters. Um, maybe a, a, a Dick Grayson movie, you know? Maybe showing his story and then maybe, you know, dimensions of, of, of Bruce Wayne. Um, maybe same with the villains, you know, all these other characters. Maybe they can have their own side stories or they don't, they can be totally different, um, stories. All these other side stories that just kind of reference the characters here and there. Um, I wouldn't mind that either. Right. So that's just something to think about. People are talking about a possible anthology series instead of an actual uh, universe for this whole new Batman era. All right. I guess that's enough about the bats this time around, because I know what everybody wants to know about or wants to know what I think about is the episode 9 trailer what so let's go ahead and take a listen Taking one last look, sir, at my friends. Confronting fear is the destiny of a Jedi. Your destiny. Okay, that was the trailer that was played last night during Monday Night Football and what everybody is all 
all excited about. So, first impressions is just wow. Um, <laughs> wow, there's a lot of stuff going on here. I mean, damn. So, some things that really just popped out of me uh, right away. There's another damn plane. Um, so, some things that uh, just came out me right away is we finally see R2-D2, right? We haven't seen him in any kind of promotions, any kind of posters. So, we know we're going to see R2-D2 in this movie. Um, the sad thing along with that is we see a C-3PO being worked on by the little dude. Uh, I forget his name right now. Um, but uh, like half of his head is missing and he's he's doing something. So something happens to R2, I mean to C-3PO. And they ask him, you know, what, what what's going on? What are you doing? And he says, I just want to see my friends one last time. So uh, we're going to lose... 3PO or something's gonna happen to him. Is he getting his his memory wiped? We don't know. But we're definitely losing 3PO. Um some other things that stood out to me. Um were those horses? Um did you guys see that? Uh space horses. Looks like um Um Lando's daughter's character is Coming with some dudes on some kind of space horse. Um, okay, so that's the first for Star Wars. Um, what else just stood out to me? We got no Knights of Ren or no uh, Sith troopers in this trailer. So are they saving them for something? I don't know. Um, we see Ray and and um, Kylo. Kind of at the same time, like destroying this, what looks like an maybe a statue or maybe some kind of figure. Um, and it just crumbles. But as it's crumbling to me, I saw what looked like the, the burnt uh, Vader helmet. So, I mean, is that a Vader statue or was it a vision? Um, so I thought that was a little interesting. Um, those familiar with the uh, animated series uh, Rebels, uh, there's a shot with a whole all of the the Rebel fleet coming, and you get the Millennium Falcon there on the front, and there off to the right, um, to me, there's a ship that really, really resembles the Ghost from Rebels. Um, I don't know what you guys think or if you're familiar with that ship. To me, it really, really looks like that ship. So, um, what does that mean? Or is it just, uh, um, something they threw out there for the fans? I don't know. Um, what else? So, which is, which interesting at the very end when, um, we get the famous line from the first movie, right? Um, the force will be with you always, right? We hear Luke's voice. Um, the force will be with you. 
And then it sounds like Leia's voice when it says always. So I'm interested to find out when when does she say that line? Are we going to get a force ghost Leia? Um, so that's that's just my thought. Those are some things that just really popped out of me when I first saw it. But there's a lot of cool things going on in this in this trailer. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we see this throne, right? Is it the Emperor's throne? I have to assume it's the Emperor's throne. I see it looks like a starfighter. I mean a star destroyer like it looks like it's coming out of the ground or maybe it's ice to me there there's a shot where they're like headed toward like this ice island kind of thing to me it looks like ice or an iceberg um you get a shot for me it looks like ray is looking up um and they don't show him but you can see kind of like the Sith hood. To me, it looks like that's possibly he's, she's looking at the Emperor. Um, he says something to the nature of um, that he's been waiting for this for a long time. Um, you two coming together is is your undoing. So, what does that mean? All right. I am really, really excited for this movie. So, not only did the trailer come out, but tickets also went on sale Monday evening. And I was at work, but uh, I managed to um, to get online as soon as I got an email notification that they were uh, on sale. I was able to get on uh, for day one. So, I got tickets for me and the family. On Thursday, December 19th. So, super excited for this one. Can't wait for it to come out. Um, yep. I'm ready. So, I guess keeping with the Star Wars theme here. I have mentioned I missed out on grabbing a Mandalorian figure from Triple Force Friday. I have been looking everywhere. Uh, online, Target, Walmart, um, and I can't seem to find one. I, I mean, you see some, you see some from the scalpers, but I don't want to pay $40 for a $20 figure, uh, which I, when I know there's going to be more out there. So, um, this weekend also. Uh, if we talk about some dad stuff or mom stuff, so there was UIL competition for band, and my wife went to help out with that. But I took the youngin, my youngest son. We went to a toy show. So those are always fun, at least for me. Sometimes I have to drag my uh, my kids to them because they think they're boring. So, I was on the hunt. I was determined to find a Mandalorian there. I was like, there has to be one there. Um, And I only saw a couple of booths with a Mandalorian. And, of course, 
I think one wanted forty, one wanted forty-five. I was like, I am not paying that much for a Mandalorian figure. Uh, I was also looking for. I know I can get it on Amazon, but I was figured while I was there, I wanted to find a My Hero Academia All Might figure, the McFarlane figure. Um, I know what people say about McFarlane figures, but I just, I, I want that one. And I didn't see that one either. Um, I like toy shows, um, but there was just a lot of, uh, older stuff, which is fine. Um, a lot of people are into older stuff. I am sometimes too. There's a lot of older stuff, a lot of Hot Wheels. Um, a lot of pops, like these people that sell only pops. I can't stand those people. Um, I just don't like pops. Um, but you know, whatever. I mean, and these, I can't believe people are still really, really into pops. Um, that's, I think that's my weird fascination about it because I went to a couple booths and these guys were like um like really having deep conversations about pops and I'm like come on guys they're pops um but whatever me I don't I can't I can't spend more than ten dollars on a pop that's just me I don't care which what it is but um so we looked around and looked around, um, saw the guys from Scruffy and Nerfers were there, um, as well as Atomic Comics and more. Um, what's interesting, we're at the show, I actually saw a neighbor selling stuff, um, and I was like, hey, and he was like, hey, and I was like, man, I don't know you're into this kind of stuff, and. We had a little conversation, so, um, yeah, a neighbor didn't really realize there was in the collecting, so that's pretty neat. Maybe I'll have him on sometime, maybe not. Um, so I found nothing at the toy show. Um, I really didn't, I'm on a tight budget. I didn't really didn't want to seek out anything else. Except for those two things, uh, an All Might and a Mandalorian. And I really don't care if it's the carbonized or not. I just wanted a regular Mandalorian. So we left with nothing. So after the show, had a couple more errands to run uh, while my wife was still with my oldest son at the UIL competition. And I was like, you know what? Um, I have to, I had to go to Walmart to grab a couple things. Um, and near the Walmart, there's a, there's a GameStop. I said, you know what? I'm just going to go in there just to see what they have. And lo and behold, they had a Mandalorian. Yay. And they had the All Might. They also had Deku, Bakugo, and... The other guy, I can't remember his name. Uh, the guy with the hands on his face. So, I didn't find anything at the toy uh, show. 
But I go to GameStop and I find my All Might and my Mandalorian. So I was a happy camper. I finally got those in my hands. Yes. Okay. Um, so before the weekend, on Thursday, I took my oldest son for a super treat. We took a little road trip to Austin to go check out just not only a band, but the greatest band in the world. That's right. Tenacious D. So I knew this this concert was coming up and I'm just super, super excited about it. Um, I mentioned before Jack Black is one of my heroes. I've been listening to Tenacious D for years now. Um, I was just so hyped up for this concert. So I asked you guys, I put out a dork dad question and asked, what was your, or what is your favorite concert that you can remember? Or who would you really, really want to see live? So what did you guys say? All right, so let's check the Instagrams. On my feed, I have Star Wars Savage. He says, Metallica was probably the best concert I've been to. Second to that would be Thrice, Thursday, and Coheed and Cambria at one show. Um, yeah, that sounds pretty awesome. Metallica. I did have the opportunity to go see them once. Um, they've been here a few times. Um, the last last time I saw them, or when I saw them, was I want to say like 2007. Um, but it was awesome. A buddy of mine from work at the time. Um, he was part of the Metallica fan club, so he got. Um, to get tickets way in advance and we we were we we're literally inches away from the stage um that was just that was memorable it was awesome it was just super great show i loved metallica um let's see we got um patty's patty style coach on Instagram says best concert ever Ben Harper and then it have to be a close second when I saw Foo Fighters uh, who she'd love to see would be Elton John or Casey Mudgraves um, Foo Fighters I missed them the last time they came to Austin that is one band I really really want to see as well if I ever get the opportunity, um, Elton John, yeah, that'd be uh, that'd be awesome. Uh, Black Hole Comics says the best concert I've been has to be Kid Cootie, um, and the Warfield in San Francisco. The floor felt like a wave with everyone jumping up and down. Something that adds to the experience is that the venue is small and intimate, almost like a personal concert. 
Not a bad spot there. I wish I could have been able to see MJ, the king of pop. He was always one of my favorites growing up. Um, yeah, I love small venues. Um, where we saw uh, Tenacious D, it, it wasn't a really big place. It wasn't really small place. I've been to really small places that are really, really awesome. Um, I would say it's it's a medium sized place, I guess you could say. Um, but yeah, I, I, I love the smaller venues. Uh, Damien Jeter on Instagram says, We were promised Jetpacks was my favorite band I've seen live so far. Very emotional and heart driven. I don't know if I've heard of that band, um, but I might have to look them up now. All right, let's see. Moving over to Facebook. We got Chris Rizzo says, in 2009, Blink-182 reunited, one of his favorite bands of all time. Says, my best friend and I had this crazy idea to fly to San Diego to see them in concert in their hometown. Taking Back Sunday opened, followed by Weezer. That night was insane. Um, yeah. I love Weezer. Blink-182. Those are some great 90s bands. Um, PJ Relova says, In Manila, Philippines, saw Michael Jackson 1996. History World Tour. Wow. That's awesome. Um, Chris Rizzo again says he really wants to see Foo Fighters. Um, or he wants to see the Foo Fighter Tenacious Dean Weezer show. Um, but he thinks it was a European tour. Now they did announce those three bands together, which is amazing in itself. And I think I did read that. That tour was going on in Europe. So, um, see what else we got on our new RLU podcast and bullshit page. So, for those of you who don't know, um, there is a new fan page that was made by JJ Nardino. Nar, yeah, Nardino. Um, up on Facebook, which is called RLU Podcast and Bullshit uh, Facebook group. Um, so I also posted the Dork Dad questions up there, and got multiple responses here. Let's see. Uh, Thick Nick. Nick Von Frankenstein says Rob Zombie was the best I've seen live. I'd love to see Metallica live. Um, Marco from the Sarlacc is telling him he's seen Metallica twice and they are epic. Uh, what else? See Nick von Frankenstein also says I'd put Guns N' Roses at number one because I had 10 to 15 rows from the stage, but Rob Zombie 
was just a better show. Dario, 80s baby, says Jay-Z performing Black Album, Rock the Bells in New York City, tons of artists, three stages, all day event, saw Mob Deep, Ghostface, Raekwon, Nas, Coked Out Lauren Hill, and Souls of Mischief, Kendrick Lamar, Jay-Z opening up the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, has a sweet, uh, Damn, so many more. Uh, he also says, I often wish I was 10 years older. So many more I could have went to to see a raw live performance from Biggie. Big pun. Man, I would have loved that. Also seen the whole Wu-Tang minus Old Dirty Bastard just this year. Um... JJ says that he was at the 2010 Rock the Bells also. Um, Marco again says, oh my God, so many. Uh, I think my favorite I've been to was Alice Cooper and Rob Zombie. But any Slipknot or Ghost or Clutch show is amazing. Who would I love to see that I haven't yet? If it was possible, Rage Against the Machine. Um, dude, I've seen, <laughs> um, I haven't seen Rob Zombie, but I've seen Slipknot at one of those all-day concert festivals in late 90s. They are crazy to see. Um, they got like 10, 12 dudes just running on stage with masks on, and you don't know what the hell is going on. Uh, they could be lip syncing for all I know, because you don't you don't even know what they're doing. But uh, they're crazy. Let's see. So JJ comes back and says, "2010, Rock the Bells, Wu Tang, Main Act, Governor's Island, uh, New York City, or New York, and 2006 Save the Rhinos concert, hosted by Mark Echo in Central Park, Lupe." Fiasco, Styles P, Rakim. Also, Action Bronson knows how to throw a concert. Uh, Just got people talking to each other. Talking about how badass concerts they went to. Oh, shit. Chris Franz. Darth Dad 77 says Vanilla Ice. What? Uh, he says, but when he went hard and sounded a little like corn. <laughs> and Roger Waters performing the wall at the Coliseum is a close call. Uh, El Sinestro says, Frankie Valley at Mountain Winery, Saratoga, California. What the hell? <laughs> uh, he also says, all right, let me hear how gay and old and white I am. And then you have about 50 comments, uh, people saying how gay he is. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Uh, Marco says there's nothing wrong with the little Frankie Valley. 
And everybody's saying that El Sinestro is gay. Yep. That's like half of the comments. Um, let's see. And we got a Marty McCusker. Says he can't pick just one. Metallica, Prince, Opeth, Iron Maiden, Devin Townsend are the best concerts he's ever been to. So a whole lot of responses there uh, all over the place. And everybody uh, ragging on each other. Um, Again, this new Facebook group uh, is a whole lot of fun for any listeners out there to my show or any of the RLU shows. Be sure to get on Facebook if you're not on Facebook and you can join in the conversation with all of the RLU gang. That is the Facebook group RLU podcast and bullshit It is a public um group so anybody can join in so do that so again that question was leading up because i knew me and my son were gonna go see tenacious motherfucking d all i have to say about the show um it was awesome um jack black uh, Jack Black is exactly the way you think he is. Uh, whatever you think Jack Black, the way, however you think he acts, that is exactly it. Um, I love Tenacious D. I love Jack Black and, and Kyle Gasp. To me, they are regular dudes. Uh, they're a couple old fat guys. That are just, uh, that just rock your socks off. Um, um, I guess I relate because I'm a fat dude and (laughs) there is a part in the show where Jack Black does a fat boy move. Um, if you're chubby or if you've been fat, um, or if you just wear tight fitting clothes uh, or if you don't know some fat guys sometimes they'll get their shirt and they'll pull their arms in and like stretch it out just to make it a little more comfortable um i was laughing my ass off when like after one song jack Blade said hold on i gotta do something it's getting a little snug here and he stretched his shirt out like that that was the funniest shit ever um <laughs> Like I said, they're just regular guys. Um, but if you don't know Tenacious D, listen to them. Um, they're just weird, whacked out songs. Uh, they're always talking about dirty shit and hard fucking. And <laughs> it's. And they like to claim themselves as the greatest and best band in the world. Which, in my opinion, they are. So, um, if you ever, if you want to see some live clips that I took, um, I'll, I'll, I don't mind sending them to you. Um, you can message me at dorkdadpodcast at gmail.com. I'll send you, uh, I recorded them 
performing Tribute and a couple other things. Tribute's my favorite uh, song that they sing, though. Um, I just can't post that stuff because of copyright stuff. But um, if you want to see it, I'll send it to whoever wants to see it. Um, yeah, it was just a great show. Um, it was awesome. But probably one of the best times uh, I've had at a concert and probably um, probably one of the best times that I could say I shared with, with my son. Um, I even got a little emotional at one point. Um, yeah. Um, plus we were like super, super close. Um, like I said, it's not a really big venue, but we had a, uh, we had floor seats and I made sure we got there early. So we were literally like maybe no more than 10 feet away from them, from the stage, um, from them themselves. It was, it was just awesome. Just Awesome. Love them. All right, let's um, let's move on to what you're watching. So I got a couple things that I've been watching this week. New show on Netflix with Paul Rudd called Living with Yourself. Now, when I first saw this and I saw sort of the synopsis, I thought. It was going to be like Multiplicity. I don't know if you guys ever remember Multiplicity with Michael Keaton, where he clones himself and then he clones himself again and again and again. Um, but this is totally different. So Paul Rudd, I thought it was going to be somewhat of a comedy. It's, it's funny at times, but it's um, a little more serious. Than I thought, but it's still a pretty good watch. Um, it's not the greatest show, uh, but I do like where it ended up and maybe see where we're going. Um, not to give too much away. So Paul Rudd, his name is Miles. And he is just in a rut. Um... Kind of reminded me what we were talking about on the RLU Weekly show when I was on there with um, me and Adam talking about our problems. So I, I could relate a little bit. This guy uh, was in a rut at his job. Um, he's in uh, he's in marketing, right? He's, he's trying to sell or promote this um, this company. And he's stuck. He has nothing. He can't. He can't think anymore. He can't concentrate anymore. He's frustrated with himself, his life. Um, him and his wife. Um, they really want to have a baby, and he's just like not into it. And he's just. He's just done. He's he's in. A, he's stuck. He's going through some stuff. And. A co-worker of his is like stealing his thunder. Because originally, from what I'm getting, he used to be the top go-to guy at his job. And he notices this other guy's kind of stealing his thunder because he just 
doesn't have it anymore. And his co-worker sees him kind of down and he knows he's, something's going on with him. And he decides to let him in on a little secret. He says, um, you know, I, I never used to be this the way. I was never outspoken as I am now. Um, I am just a whole lot better. I went to this place and they really help you refocus and relax and and this and that. Like I went to this place and I left there feeling like a new man. So he told Paul, he tells Paul Rudd this and Paul Rudd decides, you know what? Why not? You know, I'm stuck. It wouldn't hurt. To go check it out. So there's this place disguised as a health spa. In this little strip mall. Um, Paul Rudd decides to go. Um, still. He's, he's still unsure. He's kind of. He drove there. And he's not sure if he wants to go in. He's just sitting in the parking lot. Then he sees. A particular. Well I just said. He sees Tom Brady. Um, it's not too much of a spoiler. He sees Tom Brady walk out of this place and he's like, what the hell is that Tom Brady? And Tom Brady sees him kind of contemplating whether or not to go inside. And Tom Brady says, so first time? And Paul Rudd's like, uh, yeah. Tom Brady says, this is my sixth. And he's just walking out of the place. Oh, like no worries in the world. And so that kind of seals the deal for um, for Miles, for Paul Rudd's character. He's like, shit, if Tom Brady does it, you know, um, I'm in. So needless to say, without spoiling anything, um, man, I guess I have to. So minor spoilers. Um, I kind of already told you what I thought it was like, multiplicity and cloning. But so... What this place does, they they clone you, um, and your clone is the new you, the better version of you. Um, so, what they're implying is Tom Brady has been cloned six times, and every time he's a better version of himself. But what what's kind of shady is. Um, they clone you, right? The new the clone is the new you, but what happens to you? So they um, they give you some gas to knock you out, and they bury your body in a field, and they transfer all your thoughts and knowledge to your clone. So it, like I said, it's it's pretty interesting. Um, but what happens? When Paul Rudd goes in there, as they're giving him the gas, you can, you can um, like the gas isn't working right. The gas is barely coming out, and you see the workers in there arguing. Um, they're they're two Asian guys, so they're arguing back and forth. And Paul Rudd's like, "Hey, what's going on?" And they're telling him, "No, just relax. You know, lay down." So obviously, the gas didn't work, and. Paul Rudd wakes up, so now he's still his original self, but yet his clone is out there 
also. And it's just it's just wacky, crazy. Um, his wife finds out that there's two of them, and then there's it's just it's it's a crazy show. I would say as I'm talking about it more, um, I'm liking it more. Um, I would say it's worth your watch. Um, so check that out. Living with yourself on Netflix. So what else have I been watching? Now something has just premiered Sunday night on HBO. That is the Watchmen um, new series episode one um, just came out, and they are saying it is one of the highest rated premium cable premieres. Um, since uh, 2016, since Westworld, so that's a positive thing. Um, now I know the movie The Watchmen. Um, I'm not uh, all that familiar with the comics, um, so to be honest, I'm not really sure what I watched. I don't know if it has it relates at all to the comics uh, in any fashion or form. But it definitely looked pretty cool. This is obviously a time after the movie. There's this uh, group of vigilantes or outlaws. That they all wear the Rorschach mask. And it appears like people are are scared of them. Uh, Even the police have to wear a mask to cover their faces. um, Just for the fear of anyone knowing them or recognizing them that they are a police officer, a member of the law, um, that they will be uh, attacked. Or that there's a chance that they can be uh, attacked. So the opening of the show, very powerful. Um, show a time that's heavy, KKK, very racist. Uh, they show just gunning down, just terrifyingly uh, gunning these African Americans down. Um, you see this family trying to get away. They have a little boy. They meet up with this group and they say, we can't take you. And they say, well, please just take the boy. Um, and that group has a little baby. Um, you see them run off into the streets um then they show them later on they finally uh get gunned down and you see the little boy he's all by himself can't be no more than like three or four and he sees just everybody dead around him um but then he hears the crying baby so he picks up the baby and that's how it starts off um everybody he knows dead gone just him and a little baby. Um, then I'm assuming we fast forward way in time. Um, I'm not 100% sure. But I'm assuming the baby is Regina King. And Regina King is just a badass in this show. Um, again, I'm not sure of the characters yet. And I'm not sure exactly what's going on. Besides, there's this vigilante group. And Regina King works with the police um 
and it's just it's just crazy. Like I said, it's only one episode, but um, it's very very interesting, and I can't wait to see more so I can figure out what's going on. But the Watchmen, it looks pretty good so far. It has my attention. Um, and that's what I've been watching. So I think that might do it for this one. Um, again, remember uh, to check out threeleggedrabbit.com. That's the number three leggedrabbit.com. You could find um, not only three legged rabbit uh, products, t shirts, and whatnot, which are very cool. Check them out. Um, but you can also find podcast gear. There's a section there. You can find my stuff, Dork Dad Podcast items, and you can find RLU Raw Live Unedited Podcasting Network items there as well. And if you choose to pick up one of those at checkout, you enter the code podcast and you get 10% off any podcasting gear. And having said that, uh, be sure to like, follow, subscribe, all that jazz. Um, shout outs to the RLU Podcasting Network. Shout out to the Collecting Weekly Podcast and all of their shows. Be sure to check those out. Um, Comic Book Characters Podcast, the Hustlers Huddle Podcast. Who am I forgetting? Um, you can check out tacogear.com. That's Gerald Flores that runs Taco Gear. Him and his wife had a pot have a podcast called So Taco. Check them out. It's all about side hustlers and trying to make that money. And until next time, I will see you later. You've been listening to the Dork Dad Podcast. Please remember to follow, like, subscribe, and share with your friends. Until next time, keep it dorky.